Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, with you for a very special edition of the Steelers Preview. Really, it's just any time that the three of us get together and do a podcast, we call it the Steelers Preview. I don't, I'm, we should probably think of another name that we could call these impromptu podcasts, but you know what? During all the craziness it's been this 2020 uh, season, whether it's the Baltimore Ravens, the Tennessee Titans, where the schedules have been changed and manipulated when the Steelers don't play on Sundays. We typically do a show Sunday evening to talk about anything. And I'm going to put this in the live chat here for both Facebook and on YouTube that we wanted today's show to be focused on you, the viewer, the the person that's watching live. If you want to ask questions, you don't have to do the, the super chat unless you want to. I don't means if you want to. Uh, we'll try to answer as many questions as we can about the team, but understand there's going to be probably a lot of people. There's already over a hundred people in the live chat. We've only been on for less than a minute. So um, by all means, understand that we'll try to get to as many questions as we can, but that's what this show is all about. We want to answer your questions, give you a voice. Let's welcome Brian Anthony Davis to the show, our podcast producer. What's up, Brian? How about the three still Migos? <laughs> that's something that's yeah, something. I mean, we'll put it that way <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, uh, i don't know if it's a good something but a bad something but it is something hey guys it's great to be with you i hate sundays without black and gold um we haven't had a regular afternoon sunday in so so long i believe it was like november 22nd the last time that uh we had a regular game so it's really nice knowing that at least the steelers are tomorrow night you could watch the uh, – I'm going to be watching the Brownies and hopefully the New York football flush them down. Um, so that's what I'm looking forward to. But uh, week 15, woo! There you go. Dave Schofield, other co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. What's up, Dave? Not much. I have to give a very special 
happy birthday shout out because today is the birthday of the ver- of the infamous my nephew Kyle Kyle Schofield. <laughs> it is his birthday today. Happy birthday, Kyle! I'm glad we had, we're doing a show just so I can say happy birthday. Very Love good. it. Very good. Happy birthday, Kyle! On behalf of all of us here at BTSC, we hope you enjoy it. Um, let's get right to things. So, if you're watching, whether you're on Facebook or whether you're on YouTube, if you put your question into the uh, into the little chat box, uh, we will do the best that we can to answer as many as we can, and we'll try to do this as as rapid fire as necessary. So, if things start getting crazy, we might answer them really quick, or we might spend some more time. I don't think that we can start off with a better question than one, Mister Captain Underpants, who says. Do you guys think if the Steelers clinch the AFC North, which the Cleveland Browns are playing the New York Jets right now on Sunday Night Football, uh, if they lose, the Steelers clinch the AFC North, would be their first division win since 2017. The question is, do you think if they clinch, they'll start resting players until the playoffs? Dave, I'll start with you. What do you think about that? No. All right. Brian Anthony no. Davis? I mean, do, do you want more than just that? That's up to you. you just oh, no, think now I we're just going to move say- on. I don't see them really wholesaling rest, wholesaling resting people. Ah, I can't even spit it out. Resting people totally until the very last week, because as we've seen from other times before, too much rest gives too much rust. So mm-hmm. therefore, don't start it too soon. All right, Brian, what do you think about the resting of players? In the spirit of Captain Underpants and the name Trala, no. Um, so I'm <laughs> saying no. Um, yeah, just like Dave said, you, you really, if you're going to rest players, it's going to be on the last week. You're, you really don't want to do it in week 16. Um, actually that's, that's a good tune up. Now you can take some guys out in the second half. You could play it more like a preseason game, but you don't have to, uh, you don't want to keep people out completely. Yeah. I'm leaning more towards the, I would not have them rest anyone until week 17. That's always been my goal. Even when the schedule came out, I said it on our preview podcast. I want the week 17 game to mean absolutely nothing. Have it be meaningless. Already have locked up your playoff spot, your seating, whatever the case may be. And you can rest players. And I do not expect them to rest anyone unless they're injured up until week 17, week 17. If things go as planned and the Steelers, let's say lock up the number two spot, then and they can't move anywhere, then by all means, I think that they'll rest as many players as they can. But up until then, I don't think you're going to see them rest, nor should they. They're playing, especially the offense is playing like trash. Why would you rest anyone? Doesn't make any sense. All right. Uh, next question here from Garrett. Any update on Vince? Dave, I did not see a, a move today at all uh, when I was checking sporadically. Uh, did you no. see anything? No, there's not. But the Steelers have to make a move before tomorrow's game. Well, not that they have to. They should make a move before tomorrow's game. They only have seven offensive linemen that are healthy. So Isadora should be coming off of the COVID protocol, which has now changed starting immediately. Yeah. Am I correct, Jeff, that if you're in one team's COVID protocol, just because you move to another team doesn't mean that you have to go through a whole new scenario like they've had to do all season. Correct. Um so even though he hasn't got any practice time, they could at least have him active to have an eighth offensive lineman active, or they've got to promote one from the practice squad. I expected that to happen today. Nothing was announced. So 
I'm thinking it's got to be Isadora tomorrow. And Vince Williams could come back, but I also put a put an article out there. It's like, do you really want to bring Vince back with no practice? It's one thing coming back with no practice when you're a close contact. It's another, you know, it's another thing coming back when you actually had a positive test. And according to his Twitter, he had symptoms. So he might want to, they might want to proceed with some caution and not have him for this week. It, if he's healthy enough to play, he's going to play. If he's still struggling, then they're not going to put him out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if he's healthy enough there, you know, they, they think they're going to play. Brian, what are your thoughts on that? Anything? You know, really not much more to say on that. You know, if okay. he's ready, he'll be there, but we have no definitive word. Well, let's have well, you answer this one then, Brian. Well, well, I was just going to also say, remember, if they bring him back, that means they also have to release a player in order to get down to the 53. So they would have to cut someone. And that's why I think it might be better to wait until he they know he could be available more. Mike Murphy Jr. says, can we win a playoff game, Brian? What do you think? Absolutely. The uh, New Orleans Saints of 2009 went 13-0. Then they were 13-3 and and then won the Super Bowl. You know, this is a team that, Tomorrow, we've talked about it a lot this week. The narrative has been this is a get-right game for the Steelers against the Cincinnati Bengals. If they can start to get right and you start seeing an uptick in the way they're playing, especially if they win against Indianapolis, this is a team that could definitely win in the first round. And you never know. You catch lightning in the bo- in a bottle, you're back. Dave, thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean – People keep asking me, well, what, how, what are the Steelers going to do in the playoffs? I think it, it really depends on how you're playing moving into there. So I would really like to, to have a better idea. Are they going to be – because right now we we would admit that the Steelers, mainly because of their offense, are trending downward. But you can turn that around and be trending upward just over the remainder of the season. So um, believe it or not, as close as the playoffs are, I still think it's – there, there's a lot of football to be played before you even get there. So absolutely they can. But the, the question is, and from where they are right now, which direction are they headed? Yeah. I, 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 there's there's no doubt in my mind this team can win a playoff game. And I, I'll be the one of the few that are, will say strongly that I think this team can still win a Super Bowl. They just have to figure things out. It, this happens to a lot of teams. And the question is, can you continue to win as you go throughout this, we'll call it the soul-searching process? You know, the offense is doing some soul searching. They got to figure things out. They have to know what's going on. And this is a good question uh, from Tyler. He says the rest of the league is adjusted to the Roethlisberger Canada marriage. Is this the week the Steelers find a way to counter with more successful pre-snap motions? Now, here's the thing. I find this interesting because I, I, I am myself, Dave, we're all privy to the transcripts that come from these, you know, the Randy Feetner press conferences when he meets with the media, Ben Roethlisberger, Mike Tomlin. When you read the quotes and don't just listen to it, you really do get some insight as to the team. So one thing that I learned is that the team, in terms of the offense, would spend an entire day on a typical week, an entire day on third down offense, and then an entire day the next day on red zone offense. And when they had these short, strange weeks, they were having to merge those into into one. And so they weren't getting to spend as much time on those specific things. And then Ben Roethlisberger even talked about it. If, you know, if he has to go under center more, he's more, he's fine doing that. So, I've said this on my Let's Ride podcast, and I strongly believe it. If the offense is going to turn around, someone, more than one person, is going to have to come in and say, you know what, I'm going to put my pride to the side, whether it's Roethlisberger, Feetner, Tomlin, Canada, I don't care who, and say, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to win. If that means that Ben Roethlisberger is under center 75% of the time, 
Derek Watts behind him and James Connors behind him, then that's what they have to do. I'm not suggesting that's what they should do. That's just an example. But for me, I look at this team and this offense, and yeah, the, the defenses have caught up with them. They need to get outside their comfort zone now and figure out what's going to work next. Brian, what do you think? You know, I have never claimed to be an X's and O's guy. I'm more of an ecstasy and an oh no guy. So I like paint the picture. But one thing that I feel that this team needs ecstasy, the spirit of winning, not dirty. But because um, I know <laughs> Dave's like, oh gosh, he's like, where is this going? It's 2 a.m. somewhere, baby. Um, no, so, you know, really, they need more of the element of surprise. They need to mix it up. So that's what I'm hoping is going to happen. And you would think that uh, they're going to go ahead and do that. Remember, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a expecting result. a different result. You know, I know Dave mentioned that recently. You've mentioned that before. But really, they've tried to mix it up by just doing the same thing over and over with a different guy. And that is still insane to me. So you just, I mean, they were doing the jet sweeps, then all of a sudden jet sweeps are completely gone. So just start mixing it up again, figuring some things out. There's got to be some kind of element of surprise. Dave, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I just, I, I completely agree with everything Brian said. You know, that, that that's just one of those things. I Jeffrey laid out the whole Matt Canada, Ben Roethlisberger thing several times um, in some of his film articles that it's basically two separate offenses that they're not really meshing together. And therefore they're kind of scrapping parts of both of them. He does a much better job explaining it than me. So I'm not even going to try. What I'm going to say is the Steelers short passing game is allowing the defense to play with more players in the box to be able to shut down both the short passing game and the run at the same time. So you're wondering why the run isn't getting going because teams are set up to be better able to defense against the run on top of the Steelers not doing it well. You know, you could still run it well against that if you just play better and play harder than the other team, you know, which they are not doing. So they're but they're also not in the best situation. So if they could get some different things intermediate passing game and whatnot going on that's actually going to help those other things because it's going to have to make the defense completely change up how the, how they're um addressing everything i think also you know you think about the fact that they're going to they're going to have a regular week of practice i i, I never used to think that mattered but now i kind of do i, I kind of do think that a regular week does matter but let's get to Felicia's question. She gave us $2 in the tip jar. We appreciate that. She said, are we officially moving on from James Conner next season? Dave, we'll start with you. That I, I would say it's highly likely um, just because of the whole unknown of the salary cap with everything. Um, the Steelers have basically, you could only spend so much money and they've decided to invest their money in certain places. And in other places, they've decided to try to go with young, cheap redrafting players. So it seems like wide receiver and, and running back is where they're trying to save their money. Brian, what are your thoughts on Connor moving forward with the Steelers? Well, his contract is up. I am going to the Dave Schofield well, and I'm going to a fact that Dave brought up a long time ago. 2007, 2006 maybe was the last time that the Steelers re-signed a running back and it was Veron Haynes. They don't re-sign, they don't, they don't give second contracts very often to uh, to running backs. So this is a situation where 
things aren't working, you probably expect them to switch things up. I know nothing's official. Connor is a Pittsburgh guy. If there's a sweetheart deal, if there's a way to keep him at a minimum, I'm sure somebody might throw some money at him. But the way running backs go, you know, once they get that second contract, with whether it be with the same team, and that's very rare these days, or with another team, a lot of the times they're out of the game in two years. So with his injury history, you know, you might not see much more of James Conner. Um, you won't see him in 2023. He's probably going to be retired by that. So, I mean, that's just that's just a guess with everything that's been going on and the history of the position in the last 10 to 15 years. I'm just going to say I don't think he's back, period. I just don't think the Steelers have the money. And if, they, if they do have any money, which we always say, Brian said it last offseason, I've said it as well, they'll find the way, a way to sign players they really want to keep. I think there's a long list of players that are ahead of James Conner on that list. We'll put it that way. All right, Ron Chess asked uh, all three of us, do you think they get Claypool involved in the offense more? Dave, we'll start with you. I would like them to, but like Coach Tomlin says, right now they're just – they're kind of limiting his snaps just based on um, being a rookie and how they've, I see it almost kind of like an analytics thing is, you know, how many effective snaps do rookies get? So they're trying to, you know, have him last longer into the season. But I mean, if you're not going to have him on, I mean, if you're going to have him on the field, you might as well use him as the weapon he is. Brian. Let's go back to the, yeah, let's go back to the Denver game in week two. And we'll look at the fact that they were kind of limiting him. They weren't giving him a lot of action. Next thing you know, 84-yard strike. He's off for a touchdown. Next thing you know, they're using him more and more. It takes that one play for them to take him away from the rookie wall and take his impression away from the rookie wall and see that, hey, there's still some more left in this guy in 2020. Also, sometimes Coach Tomlin's comments are a red herring. And he might he might even be throwing that out there. I know that's something that Dave and Jeff like to bring up a lot. That you know uh, he'll say something and do. I mean, it's perfect for coaches to do that. Say something and do the other, just so you're not tipping anybody off. Yeah, I think Claypool's going to be used. I think they're going to see more split time between he, he and James Washington moving forward. And it could be because of the rookie wall. It could be because they want to see what Washington can do. Uh, a lot of it is predicated also on Deontay Johnson being able to catch the football. If he catches the football, then you know he's going to see a, a lot of snaps, and so will Juju Smith-Schuster. So this is a situation where the Steelers are fortunate enough to have some depth there, but I do think they would be smart to get him in as much as possible. Um, I want to, real quick, before I get to the next question, you Dave brought up uh, Jeffrey Benedict's uh, Matt Canada and Ben Roethlisberger offense. That was part one. If you haven't checked out part two that ran, I believe, Saturday, Check that out. That's about Ben Roethlisberger, his impact on the offense in terms of where he's moving the ball, where he's what, what he a great read. Honestly, if you're looking for something to like learn a little bit more about the X's and O's and the theory behind offensive football, check that out as well. Here's a really good question from Steeler Chick 46. Who will get the next 100 yard game for the Steelers? Chase Claypool, James Conner, Deontay Johnson, or Juju Smith Schuster? This is a really good question. Um, Brian, we'll start with you. You know, I'm going to have to throw my hat and throw my money at either Deontay or Juju, and I'm going to say Deontay Johnson. All right, Dave, what do you think? 
I was the same way. I narrow, was going to narrow it down to those two. And the reason I'm going to say Deontay Johnson is I think he would continue to have 100-yard games if he would hold on to the ball. The next 100-yard game, though, I think, uh, you know, well, shoot, he's hurt. If James Conner is healthy, I'd go with Conner. But, you know, he's questionable. Haven't seen any rumors about him. Um, so I'm going to go with – I'll go with Juju. I think Juju, just to say something different. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Uh, try to find some new ones. So, guys, if you see if you see a good one, go ahead and throw it up. I'm trying to find my way. I'm going to bring up all the Star Wars stuff. Oh, gosh. I've been avoiding <laughs> that like a plague. I know. I want to get in on that. <laughs> Please don't. Um, all right. Here we go. Hey, uh, Jay says, is there anything they can do to improve the offense? They don't have time to merge Ben and Canada's offenses. So, guys, let's talk a little about what, what what do you think is the number one thing the Steelers need to do to improve the offense? And let's try to think about something that is reasonable to actually see, or let me say fixable in the in the short term. You know, I, not that you all would say this, but for the people in the live chat are listening, well, fire Randy Feetner. They're not going to fire Randy Feetner. Okay, they're just not. That's not an answer. So, guys, in your own in your opinion, we'll start with Dave. What is what is one of the few things that the Steelers could do uh, that could actually improve their offense here down the stretch in the final three games? Really focus on your predictability. I mean, do they not even take that into consideration that when you come out with a certain personnel grouping and in a certain formation, I mean, us Steeler fans who have been watching all the games, we know what you're about ready to do. Why do you not think that the, the the defense isn't going to jump on what they on what you are most likely going to do? It's it's just a little bit, not even a little bit. It's a lot too predictable. I'm really tired of hearing we don't need to change anything up. We just need to do what we do better. No, the reason you're not doing what you're doing any better is because the defense knows what you're doing, and when they know what you're doing, it's easier to stop what you're doing. So that's not the answer. You know, and I'm not saying they have to go crazy, but at least do something different. Brian, what do you think? Well, that was exactly what I was going to say. So I'm going to throw <laughs> something out there. I mean, yeah, the predictability thing is driving me crazy. And I think that could be a quicker fix. Now, this is not a quick fix per se, but if you could find a way to do this, it's going to change a lot of things. And that's throw past the sticks. I'm looking for those mid-range passes maybe about nine to 12 yards down the field. And if you could find, like I said, easier said than done, but if you could find a way to get those mid-range passes going, you are going to loosen up the offense. You could possibly run a little bit better if you're throwing down the field more, but sometimes that run sets up those mid-range range passes. I find the Steelers offense to be in a really tough spot right now. If there was anything that they were kind of leaving, you know, hey, you know, we already clinched a playoff spot. We're just going to try to, we're going to get into the playoffs. Once the playoff comes, we're going to, we're going to unveil some new stuff. I feel like the offense is at the point where you can't, you don't have that luxury anymore. You have to try to get something going. You got to, you got to run the ball efficient enough to get play action passes. You got to put Ben under center. You have to just make it look different. Um, go hurry up from time to time. Like, I don't think they should fear doing that type of stuff, but at the same time, I don't think they need to recreate the wheel here. They have a lot of talent. They need their skill position players to, to play at the, the next level up. 
I'm talking from Ben Roethlisberger to the receivers, et cetera. They really need to do a better job. Um, I think that there's still hope for this offense. I really do. Uh, I don't think that this is the end of the world. I don't think the sky is falling, but at the same time, I know a lot of people disagree with me, but I think there is a way for them to actually improve that. It's not something ridiculously drastic. All right. I had, there was a good question here. Uh, the question was, I, if I found it, I would put it up. Do you, oh, here it is. Um, Carswell says, is it time to move on from Keith Butler after this year? Let's talk about both coordinators. You know, we'll talk about Keith Butler on the defensive side, Randy Feetner on the offensive side. We know what the fans want on the offensive side, <laughs> but guys, do you, do you see any changes? Brian, we'll start with you. I think it's pretty hard to make a change on the defensive side of the ball with what he has been doing. That being Keith Butler. I know you, you brought another guy in, in uh, Mr. Austin, when uh, Terrell Austin came in last year to help out, that gave Butler a chance to go ahead and help with the linebackers. Next thing you know, the linebackers, especially Bud Dupree, they're going off. Not only that, but TJ Watt got better. You had a much better defense last year, so I don't really think you touch that guy with where they're ranked. Right now, their worst ranking of the big four categories on defense is sixth and that is against the run i believe it's yeah it's against yeah, the run you're right yeah, you're um right. the pass they're number two and so they're uh they've got they're like one two three and six something like that so and that's not even throwing in sacks where they're number one so you know what you don't you don't really touch that guy you you'd be crazy to do so on offense yeah man i i really Randy's there because Ben wants him there, but I think, I think even more this year, Ben could find himself, uh, you know, being able to part ways with Randy because of the uh, line that's been drawn in the the sand and the little uh, little tussles of who's calling the shots when they're winning and who's calling the plays when they're losing. Um, that little back and forth, maybe that thing's crumbling a little bit. He's just no value, and I'm sure he's a nice, nice man, but. Nice, nice, nice doesn't win Super Bowls. Dave, what are your thoughts? Um, the only problem with the Steelers' defense is injuries. I mean, if anything, watching the Buffalo Bills on Saturday and them put up and that offense look unstoppable and put up all those points against Denver, who Denver is not a bad defense. They are ranked, they were ranked 16th going into the game. So that's middle of the they're a middle of the road NFL defense, and Buffalo just torched them and then the Steelers I mean they completely shut them down the first half and other than the, the the two drives to start the second half before they could adjust back and the biggest thing that the Bills did was take advantage of the guys that were out for the Steelers so the Steelers defense I'm not worried about fixes there now I'm not sure about Keith Butler when when his contract's done I'm pretty sure Randy Feger's contract is up at the end of this season and What's I would think under normal circumstances, they might not bring him back. But if it's going to, it also depends on what the Steelers want to have happen with one Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger. And it's probably going to be more Ben's decision about Randy and about his future that's going to make more decisions than anything else that the Steelers doing something. 
I think for the offensive side of the ball, it depends on also how they finish. If they right the ship, if they make a deep playoff run, the offense is looking good like it did midway through the season. I think that you would see there's no there's no doubt that he'd be back. If, if it flounders and continues to, to nosedive, then it's a different story altogether. Defensively, the question was about Butler. I brought up Feetner. I don't think there's any way you would want to get rid of him unless he wants to leave. I mean, like, like Brian said, the worst ranking they have in the big four categories is sixth. This is an elite defense, and I mean, yeah, Bud Dupree might not be back, but Devin Bush is going to be back. Uh, you know, you, you look at all the other players. I mean, maybe Joe Hayden. We're not sure about his future with the team. The defense is pretty much intact. I mean, they've got a couple pieces here there, Hilton Sutton, all those. But still, keep that in mind. Felicia's got a, a fix for all this. Two dollars in the tip jar. She says, "Turn Randy's headset off and let Ben and Matt call the plays." <laughs> I'm. Just, that's some New England Patriots stuff. That's some New England Patriots. <laughs> yeah, but we'd be doing it for our own advantage. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Speaking of which, congratulations to all the Patriot haters out there like myself. The Patriots are not going to be in the playoffs this year. Yeah. Or have a winning record. I still hate that team. I don't care if Tom Brady's not there. I can't stand him. And even after Bill Belichick retires, I'm still going to hate him. Uh, it's just in my blood, I guess. It's just in my blood. I'm with uh, you. You're here. Yes. Will the here snowman asked, will the Steelers use Wendell Smallwood this year? Dave, you were the one that the other a couple weeks ago, you were like, they're gonna have to bring him up. Did they end up doing it? They they did. I don't know that he actually nope. played a did he play anything other than special teams? I don't think I so. I have to look that up, but yeah, I mean he didn't get a carry or I don't even know that he got a snap on offense, but it's just because they were so short at running back, but they didn't play him. So no, he's he's still on the practice squad. Yeah, exactly. Master of Puppets says I'm a hater. Good. We needed one of those. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.